0: On this edition of MSU Today, uh, Bill Beekman, Vice President and Director of Athletics here. And uh, we're excited to welcome to the program uh, head football coach Mel Tucker. So thanks for joining us, Mel. Thanks for having me, Bill. So Mel, you've been a head coach here since uh, February 12th of last year. And uh, I remember the sequence of events uh, really, really well insofar as I was in the middle of it. And uh, it was so exciting to, uh, to welcome you, uh, Jojo, your, your sons, uh, to the, uh, the, the Breslin Center that evening of February 12th. And, uh, uh, and, it's, and, and then yet a month later, uh, unbeknownst to, to you or me or any of us, we were in a completely different chaotic world. And uh, as I've shared with uh, so many people, uh, although neither of us had any sense of what we were facing, um, one, of the, the first, uh, one of the first things I discovered about you is just your extraordinary resilience. Uh, at every turn, you just found a way to take the next hill. And uh, uh, so tell us a little bit about th- that chaotic first month. I think when we, when we went into uh, stay-at-home mode, I'm not sure you had all your coaches hired, let alone getting to meet all the players
1: yeah yeah, that was a you are taking me back down memory lane there bill and it was a it was an extraordinary time uh i was you know so excited uh to be here at michigan state and i i felt you know i felt uh honored and privileged to to have the opportunity and you know as you know uh the first order of business uh when you uh when you take over a program is assembling a coaching staff and so uh that took up you know the lion's share of my of my time to try to uh get the best coaches here that we could get um you know in a, in short order uh before um before uh, spring ball and as other universities were you know gearing up for spring ball themselves and so that was a, you know, that was a 24 seven proposition. And it, and as I remember, um, I was just in the final, the final stages of assembling, uh, the staff, it just got the strength coach in place and, and, uh, and, and kind of got everyone under contract. Uh, and we were actually going to start spring ball the following Tuesday. And, uh, and then uh, I remember uh, I was going to make a trip down to, I believe it was Indianapolis for the big 10 uh, basketball uh, tournament. And I got word that they weren't going to have fans. And then a couple hours later, I got word that the time when the team was headed back to East Lansing. <laughs> and at that point, that's when the, that's when the uh, my world, the uh, changed forever.
0: Yes. I was, uh, I was driving down to Indianapolis and i was uh, uh filling in for President Stanley on a call with uh, university presidents and I got as far as fort wayne and it became clear that this was not gonna happen and so uh, I never made it to india i uh I turned the car around at Fort Wayne and headed straight back north but uh yeah our our entire uh our entire world changed and so as you went through the uh that that late spring, and obviously we we canceled uh, spring football, uh, which you know, I think most people don't appreciate that the first time you saw your your student athletes in in pads and actually hitting one another was about a month before our first game, and so you know, the the normal period of assessment and and work that uh, that a coach has to do was was turned into a sort of an almost overnight exercise for you, but. One of the things that I thought was amazing was how your team, how your coaching staff used uh, technology to work with uh, work with their their their, their athletes uh, in the various positions to um, to learn the playbook to, uh, uh, to to go through the X's and O's and, uh, and and doing all of that online over the course of the summer.
1: Yeah, our our, our staff did a great job. Um, just really just. Adapting quickly uh, to the situation. I mean, I, I think it w- we got word on a, on a Thursday. I think on Friday I sent everyone home and said that we're going to be working home from home for a while and and uh, get with the IT guys, and get packed up, and get your laptops and whatever you need to work from home. And and uh, and then you know we uh, started talking to our academic folks and you know what what are our what are our players going to do and. And they started. They started mentioning something called Zoom. And they said that the professors on campus were using Zoom, and they recommended that we do the same. And so, you know, obviously, all, we're all, you know, saying, you know, what the heck is Zoom? Never heard of that. And so, that was a, that was a, that was our first challenge to figure out how to how to how to use Zoom to to communicate with our players, have team meetings, have unit meetings, individual meetings. Uh, figuring out how to, how to put a background <laughs> on the zoom, uh, you know, zoom etiquette, uh, lighting, you know, all the mute, you know, all of those deals. And uh, and it it was, it was fun. You know, we recognized, you know, right away that that was going to be our, that was going to be our, our, our uh, most daunting challenges. How do we connect with our players when they, when we're, we're a new staff, all the players have been sent back to their permanent homes uh, and uh, we don't, they don't know us and we don't know them, you know, and so uh, just to uh, adapt, just to get to know, uh, take out the X and O's, just to, to introduce yourself and just get to know each other as, as people, uh, you know, was, was done completely over Zoom and FaceTime and phone calls and texts. And then also, you know, also, uh, you know we, we needed to install, you know, our, our playbook on offense, defense, and special teams, and so uh, we we had to, we did that through Zoom, and our our, our coaches became very creative and how to incorporate chalkboards and and uh, you know, us uh, illustrating and and uh, you know, unit meetings with guys, you know, at, at various places in the country and it was just fascinating how how quickly the players and the and the coaching staff adapted and now you look zoom is you know zoom is like walking a dog now it's uh you know it's like it's like riding a bike it's it's just normal but at that time it was it was not and there was a there was a learning curve some of our some of the, the learning curve for for some of our coaches was steeper than some to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I can,
0: I can sympathize with those for whom it was steep. I, uh, nobody's going to call me a technology guru. And, uh, uh, I, now I feel like yeah, zoom is you know ubiquitous in our lives and, uh, uh, it's, it's sort of everywhere. And, uh, and I feel like I've got the hang of it, but yeah, it was a rocky road at the start. So you've, um, you know, you, you started your, your early coaching career as a graduate assistant, at MSU back in 1997. So, uh, you know, now, now going on 24 years ago, what, uh, you know, when you, when you think about what it was like back then, you know, in the football program, what's, uh, you know, or, or across campus, what's changed, what's the same, what were, uh, what were some of the things that, that you've, you've noticed, uh, as you've been back on campus? Yeah,
1: that's, uh, those were great memories. Uh, I remember I was so, uh, I felt so fortunate to have the opportunity that Coach Saban gave me to, to come here and start my coaching career at a at a great, a great university, with the with a football tradition This, I mean, just huge. I mean, football is so so important here at Michigan State, and so you know when I got here, you know, my focus was. What do I need to do to make Nick Saban happy? That was my that was that was my goal every day. How how can I get? What do I have to do to get the job done? What does he need done? What do the coaches need need done? And so my my focus and my world was very very small. It was pretty much the Duffy Building, uh, and uh, I, I think I I shared in a I shared a townhouse with a couple of graduate assistant uh, athletic trainers somewhere off campus, uh, where I slept occasionally. But uh, it was, a. I really didn't get, uh, I didn't get to know a lot of the campus at that point. It was pretty much, uh, you know, the Duffy, the Kellogg Center for, you know, pregame meals and things like that in the stadium. And that was about it for me. That was, that was, uh, and so when I came back uh, in February, this past February, um, I got a chance to to, to see more a broader scope of the university and I became even more excited and I saw some of the changes like 18 like the 1855 building you know where, where, where your office is I mean that was uh that wasn't part of the that wasn't part of the campus landscape at that point you know and so there was I just saw a lot of a lot of uh a lot of changes um and then, uh, and even some of the things in the stadium, the state, the new stadium locker room, that whole deal, and and, and then some of the changes here at the at the uh, Center. Um, it was just I just really felt like uh, I was walking to an, into a great situation where Michigan State had been progressive over the past twenty plus years and was uh and continued to move forward
0: yeah no that uh that north end zone project is one area where i think we went from having maybe not the the worst game day locker room but 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 definitely in the in the the bottom handful to uh to something that i think anybody could be proud of and uh, we treat our uh our visitors very very well there and uh and have nice space for for our team as well but yeah there have been a lot of changes and I, I imagine working for, uh, for coach Saban was a, uh, a pretty unique experience, but, uh, obviously you've, you've done it several times over the course of your career and it, it paid dividends. Uh, you know, when, when our team started, uh, knowing that coach D'Antonio was retiring, started making phone calls. Of course, you know, one of the first people that, uh, that we called was coach Saban to get his advice. And, uh, I, I think, uh, people, um, Uh, should know that he's got a huge uh, a huge part of his heart is green and white and I think always will be and uh, and and he had uh, nothing but wonderful things to say about you so uh, you know it is one of those life lessons of what what goes around comes around and hard work pays off because uh, uh, we um, you know certainly you've uh, you've uh, you've made a great friend in in coach Saban so you know, when you um as you as you coached across the country and you mentioning coach saban who are the who are the people over your career that have been those those mentors that have helped uh structure how you think about uh football uh, you know how you think about people and uh you know i think sometimes we get distracted in, in football as uh and coaching as, as a set of X's and O's. But as you said, one of your first tasks really was just getting to know your players and, uh, and creating those relationships that, uh, that I, I've come to, to see is really as, as critical as anything. Yes.
1: There's no doubt. I mean, I, I had some, some great mentors, uh, over the years of starting with, uh, you know, I had great high school um uh, teachers and coaches. And then I, I, I was very fortunate. I got the opportunity to to play uh, at University of Wisconsin. I was in Coach Alvarez's first recruiting class in 1990. Um, and he had just won a national championship with uh, Lou Holtz in Notre Dame as a defensive coordinator. And, and I was in his first class. And, you know, we were one in 10 my freshman year. And then we were five and six. And, and then the next year, five and six. And then the fourth year, you know, Rose Bowl champs. And so that was a, uh, that was a great experience for me to be able to to see uh, uh, a coach, Coach Alvarez come in with his first head coaching job and literally laid a foundation culturally uh, in Madison and build, you know, a, a, a championship, uh, build a championship program in, in, in four years. And so that, that, that had a, a huge, uh, left a huge impression on me and was an invaluable experience. Uh, Obviously, Nick Saban is a mentor of mine. He he, uh, really laid the foundation for me in terms of uh, my coaching philosophy, uh, especially defensively and also recruiting um, and having worked uh, with Coach Saban or for Coach Saban in three different places uh, here, uh, LSU and Alabama you know, uh he certainly uh taught me a lot and and uh I was like like a sponge uh a- around him uh you know Jim Trussell uh at Ohio State um had a you know he was just very influential in terms of how I how I um how I really saw my role as a coach um you know I left LSU I went to Ohio State um and uh, you know, obviously Coach Trussell had won four national championships at Youngstown State. He's a Clevelander like myself. His dad was a Hall of Fame coach at Division Three national champion. And, you know, he, he, he preached to our coaching staff at Ohio State that we were servants of the community, that we needed to be servant leaders. And our, our task and our obligation was to serve the university and the greater university community, and all of the the, uh, the high school, uh, the Ohio high school coaches, uh, and and all of the the alumni around the country, um, and we were there to serve them, and and uh, not and not just you know coach ball and and, and work with our players, and so that uh, that concept of servant leadership. Uh, it really, uh, it really has stuck with me, um, and he uh, he really led by example in that regard. And then in, um, in the NF, I left Ohio State and I went to the NFL with Romeo Cornell as his secondary coach. He had just won a Super Bowl with uh, with with uh, Bill Belichick with the New New England Patriots. It was an opportunity for me to coach him in my home for my hometown Brownies. Uh, learn a three-four defense and learn the you know learn more about the Bill Parcells, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, that whole that whole culture and that philosophy of of uh, building programs and winning and 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 things like that. And so uh, he he taught me a lot of lessons uh, about uh, coaching in the National Football League, and there is a difference. Um, and he he took me under his wing, and he actually. Uh, after my third season there, he actually made me the defensive coordinator, uh, with the Cleveland Browns. I was the youngest defensive coordinator in the history of the franchise. I think I beat Marty Schottenheimer out by a couple of months there. And so, uh, those are the coaches that really have, had, um, the, 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 the greatest, uh, impact on me, um. Especially as a young coach.
0: So you you mentioned the um, and and you're you, you've had you know, great success and, and great experience both at the the college and professional level. And you mentioned that coaching at those levels is is different. There there are some obvious differences, like you know, recruiting in college is you know, obviously something that, that isn't done at the pro level. But what are the what are what are some of the differences that that people might might be surprised or might not appreciate?
1: Well, you know, there's um, in the NFL, you know, it's it's uh it's 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 all business. There, this totally is totally business, and those players, uh, that's their that's their livelihood. You know, that's how they feed their families, and and uh, and so. When you're uh, coaching an, an NFL player, um, they don't have any use for you if they don't believe that you know what you're doing. If you know, they, all they want to know is, can this can this coach help me um, help me stay in the league? Uh, you know, can he uh, help me uh, in any way provide for my family? And so. Uh, and you have to, and they make those, and those NFL players, they make those assessments, uh, very quickly. And so you have to, uh, in short order, gain the trust of, of, of your players and prove to them that you are an asset and that you can help them, uh, in their career. You can help them, uh, Make the team stay on the team. Help them get to their next contract. Help them make as much money as they can, while they can. And so, um, you know that. Uh, and you, there's a lot less players. There's only 53 guys on the roster. And so, uh, a lot of individual, uh, individual uh, conversations. Coaching. You got to do a lot of listening. You know, when you're coaching uh, NFL players, especially veteran players. Um, but, but one of the things that's very similar is that at the end of the day, it's still football. And there's still there's 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 fundamentals of the game that whether it's, you know, whether it's Pop Warner, you know, high school, college or pro that they don't they don't they don't change. And and so uh, it's really uh, what it comes down to is how do you the challenge is how do you. Um, how do you uh, teach, and coach, and emphasize technique and fundamentals, and the team concept in an environment where uh, the tendency is every man for himself, and so many guys have gotten to the have had success have, have had enough success in their career where what they do know already has worked for them. So, if there's anything that you want to do differently, or did you think that you can help in any way, then you better, you better be a good salesman. And, 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 because if not, uh, they're not going to listen to you.
0: (laughs) No, that, that does seem to be a, uh, yeah, a a unique uh, issue with, with college coaches that go to the pros. It's a, uh, it's a very different way of working with, uh, working with people. And, uh, and, and you see some people, uh very successful but but others others really struggle on the on the college side, could you share a little bit about your your philosophy in in recruiting and uh, you know we're, we're right in the you know, sort of in the in the middle end of uh, of, of that cycle for this year and uh, um, and and how do you uh, you know what what are you looking for how do you how do you make those assessments and and work with your your, your staff to, to figure out who, uh, who you want to make the next Spartan?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, recruiting is, a, is the lifeblood of your organization. Um, you know, good players make you a good coach. Great players make you a great coach. And, and, know when it comes, when it comes down to it, when you look at the best teams a uh, year, year in and year out, uh, they usually have the best players and, uh, usually the most draft picks. So, um, you know, the, the purpose uh, of of recruiting uh, is to improve your team, you know, and it's very similar to the national football league. The purpose of the draft and the free agency is to improve your team. You, you always have to ask yourself, is this player better than this player? That's already on your roster, you know, and, and, and you have to make that can this player make can this student athlete make us better um, and that and, and then you also have to you have to uh, have a great understanding of who are the who who are the best teams in your in your uh, in your conference who do you have to beat and who are the best teams in the country you are, and you have to ask yourself what if, if we, recruit and sign this player, can he help us beat those, those programs? And if the answer is no, then you should not, you, you should not be pursuing that, that student athlete. If the answer is yes, then you should anticipate being, being in a dog fight, so to speak uh, for that player, because if a player can, if he can help you beat the best teams in your league and the best teams in the country, uh, and he's, and he's going to make your team better, and he's probably one of the more highly recruited players in the country. And so uh, our philosophy is that you have to recruit every day, um, uh, making sure that uh, that the player is a good fit, and you're not just collecting players, but you have to build a team. And so uh, character is important. Uh, academic uh, academic uh, standing is extremely important. We want guys that – that want to graduate from Michigan State and have the ability to do that, um, and but we all, and we also want players that 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 want to uh, buy into buy into to something that's bigger than themselves. You know, they're all highly recruited players uh, that have individual aspirations. Uh, you know, athletically, they all want to go to the NFL, but we want guys that want to that that, that believe in that believe in the, the concept of team and being unselfish and um, in, in pouring into the team and understanding when the, the, the better the team does, the better they, they do individually. And so it's not just uh, an athletic evaluation, it's also, uh, we're also um, uh, doing our, our best to evaluate some of the intangibles, the things you can't see on tape, you know, character, uh, you know, un, unselfishness, you know, teamwork you know, uh, you know, things, things like that, you know, discipline, maturity, and, uh, but uh, it's, it's a, it's an inexact science, um, but we try to, uh, we, we try to make it, uh, we try to put, you know, we, we we lay out the standards, we communicate the standards to the coaching staff, so we all know what we're looking for, and at the end of the day, I, I have the final, the final say, if uh, uh, if, if we're going to, you know, bring a final uh, player to our team you know it's, it really the buck stops with me so
0: we're uh, we're coming off a season with some really great wins against nationally ranked uh, opponents uh, a strong northwestern team and of course a huge win in ann arbor against the wolverines and uh and and very strong recruiting since then so what uh what excites you most about uh uh, seeing the, the guys back in action, in really just a just a a, a month and a half or so uh, as they'll uh, as they'll get into spring football.
1: Yeah, this is uh this is one of the the more exciting times of the the calendar year. Um, you know, our, our players are back. Um, we've been able to you know evaluate our our guys that are returning you know, and we know, uh, you know, what they can do, what their strengths, what their weaknesses are. And the guys that are back are guys that want to be here and we want to be here. They bought into our culture. Uh, they understand the expectations and the standards and, you know, they're ready to work. And so, uh, and and I like to, to, to coin this, this time of year as the out of season, uh, I believe there's an in season and an out of season. There's never an off season, uh, you know, because football is a year round sport now. And so, uh, you know, recruiting never stops, uh, you know, really the training, you know, never really stops. And so in this out of season time, uh, you know, it's time for our coaching staff to do scheme evaluation, self scout and look for new ideas, look for things that, that we know can help our players, you um, it's also a time for us to to uh, indoctrinate the our mid year enrollees, our high school players, and our transfers. We had 10 total, nine scholarship and one walk on, and so the onboarding of, of those uh, those student athletes to our to our culture is critical. And then our our uh, our Spartan uh, training program, you know, STP, you know, start started today. So we'll have eight weeks of Training uh, in our in our weight room with our strength and conditioning staff, Coach Novak, you know, he has a great he has a great staff. And I told him that I wanted this to be the most rigorous uh, demanding uh, you know, out of season uh, training uh, program in the history of sport. And he guaranteed that there would be that. And so we're going to have eight weeks uh, of uh, strength, and conditioning. Uh, that will prepare us for spring ball. I truly believe that your team is built in the weight room. You know, uh, you want your team to first and foremost be best conditioned. Um, and and uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And so the toughness of your team, the competitive nature, the sense of urgency, uh, attention to detail, you know, grit, uh, determination, straining, uh, you know, Overcoming adversity, handling adversity—you know—all of those things uh, really start in your weight room, you know. And so that's uh, that's that's what's exciting about this time of year.
0: Great. We've been uh, we've been joined today by Michigan State University head football coach Mel Tucker. And Mel, I always like to end with a uh, maybe a little bit of an offbeat question or two. So let me ask you two two questions first. Uh, during your pro career, what was the toughest stadium to play in? Where, where were the, where were the fans, the rowdiest
1: and the nastiest? Oh boy. I'll tell you what, uh, in the NFL uh, coaching, there's there's some places that uh, they really make it tough. Uh, going to Seattle is probably the loudest uh, and they've got a DJ there. And I, I swear they pipe, they pipe music in there and, I can remember uh, coaching a preseason game there, and my ears were ringing for days. And you literally could not hear anything on the headset while that. And that was just a preseason. I can't imagine what that would be like uh, during the re- during the regular season or playoffs. That's extremely loud. Uh, you know, when I was in Cleveland, obviously the rivalry with uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers is is a huge. Uh, the terrible towel. Uh, dude, they were pretty good, at, you know, at that point. And that was a that was a, a, a tough, tough environment uh, when I was in when I was with the Bears. Uh, you know, obviously Green Bay is a huge game, and you know, coaching uh, and like playing at Green Bay is is it seems very similar to to uh, it's like a college atmosphere. You know, with the tailgating and the fans and the just how loud they are and how the passion they have for their team is—I uh, mean, it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. It's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's an experience I think that 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 everyone should should have is to to be able to 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 take in a game in that type of environment. So, those are some of the the loudest, uh, most raucous. Uh, uh, venues that I've that I've coached in and so, our last question what's your favorite thing to have for dinner uh, my favorite thing uh for dinner would be uh lamb chops uh with mint jelly and uh a healthy a healthy portion of asparagus uh there and maybe uh a mashed potato there with a little butter and some uh some pepper sprinkled on that would be, that would be ideal, uh, for me. Uh, uh, if I need to, uh, if I need to get my weight down a little bit, then I would swap out the lamb chops for a more of a, uh, a sea bass or a, uh, snapper or a grouper, uh, entree. Very
0: good. Well, that's, uh, Mel Tucker, Michigan state's head football coach. Thanks so much for joining us today. And, uh, We'll look forward to an exciting uh, season this year.
1: Thanks for having me, Bill. Go green.
0: Go white.